This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. We're excited today to be joined by Dr. Robert Hart. Dr. Hart's the Chief Medical Officer at the Ostner Clinic. Ostner is one of the great systems in the United States. It's the premier regional system, and it's in the greater Louisiana area. Dr. Hart, can you take a moment to introduce yourself? Then we'll ask you a number of questions about priorities, what you're seeing, your role, and more. Sure. Thank you for uh, having me today. Uh, I am Dr. Robert Hart. I'm the Chief Medical Officer here at Ochsner Health, and uh, certainly we are uh, the largest uh, system here in uh, uh, the Gulf Coast, uh, certainly in Louisiana. A little bit more about me. I am uh, trained in internal medicine and pediatrics, uh, board certified in both uh, over time. Did all my training at uh, University of Texas in Houston, uh, finished there, did private practice for five years, and then joined Ochsner. Uh, this summer will be 26 years ago, and uh, have had various uh, various jobs along the way here at Ochsner, and we can uh, talk about that here in a bit if you'd like. Well, thank you. Did you ever think you'd be at one clinic, one system for 26 years? No. No, uh, in fact, uh, so so when when I finished training, uh, my wife is a physician as well. We did private practice for five years just north of Houston. We actually uh, it came over here. Um, one of my best friends from medical school was from the Baton Rouge area. We came and joined Ochsner in Baton Rouge, really thinking that we would be here two or three years, and then would move back to Texas somewhere, Houston, Dallas-Fort Worth area, and uh, never dreamed that 26 years later I would be, uh, I would be talking to you here. <laughs> well, fantastic. And, and, and the, the, I mean, New Orleans is a fascinating area, fascinating town, magnificent food, magnificent tourism, great, great things, great place. Talk for a moment about your role as chief medical officer and how you ended up in that role. So, uh, like I said, 26 years here. When I when I started with Oxner, I actually started in Baton Rouge, and uh, again, I was practicing internal medicine and pediatrics. I, I actually consider myself lucky in that a lot of people that do uh, the dual training in internal medicine and pediatrics wind up only practicing one or the other, and I was lucky enough. Uh, that Ochsner allowed me and and with my schedule to actually be able to do both the whole time that I was uh, had a clinical practice. So I appreciate that. But when I started at Ochsner, I, it wasn't very long. Uh, having run a practice for five years, it was. Oh, a few months into it when the other pediatricians uh, kind of saw that I had an interest in the business side of things, and so uh, they asked if I wanted to lead the pediatrics, uh, the, the pediatricians there. And at the time in Baton Rouge, we had about six pediatricians, so I had that role for several years and then uh, subsequently took over a role with uh primary care, which involved the pediatricians and internists, and then became associate medical director there in the Baton Rouge region uh, for primary care. So I had family practice, internal medicine, pediatrics. 
did that for several years and then ultimately took over as the regional medical director there in Baton Rouge and did that for about seven to eight years before coming to New Orleans. And uh, uh, at that time, took over as the medical director at our flagship hospital here in New Orleans and did that for almost two years before becoming the chief medical officer. So it was really an evolutionary process. Again, leaving private practice, I enjoyed the business side of things, but I always wanted to practice. And so uh, as I began to do, began to get involved on the business side, just more opportunities opened up and uh, began to really uh, enjoy that part of uh, that part of medicine. And then still being able to practice was uh, was a big plus for years. What a fantastic career journey. Talk about the role of chief medical officer. I know if it differs dramatically from system to system, what do you sort of view your role and your top three priorities as chief medical officer at this point? So one of the biggest things, obviously, is is looking at the the quality of of care that we're providing to people. And when I when I talk about quality, uh, I'm not only do I mean strictly maybe the quality in the sense of infections, uh, that sort of thing, but What's our access like for our patients? What's the experience like? Really looking at all those factors and, and trying to do the best we can for the patients for the patients that we serve. And then as you if you begin to think of that as kind of that's our, our where I want to focus, then you kind of go as we get bigger, how do we continue to drive those those uh qualities uh, across a larger region. And and that may mean, again, just providing better care, better access, better experience for patients. But then it's also then how do you grow those services? How do you grow more and more services, develop the expertise to become a tertiary quaternary care center uh, that takes on, you know, the most complex things in the regions uh, and takes those patients on. But the other thing unique is developing a primary care practice that uh, actually begins to really take care of patients and all the outpatient quality things that have become more important. So trying to keep people healthy and and we can talk about that some because we've we've begun to evolve in looking at our world as let's spend a lot of time trying to keep people healthy not just taking care of the sickest people and so i really see that as uh kind of my role in helping to set the tone for where we're going in quality how we want to deliver not only the quaternary care, but have a very integrated primary care network that takes care of a lot of people on the front end, trying to keep people healthy. Fascinating, truly fascinating. I have one colleague who was chief medical officer of the largest for a long time, and, and at some point he burnt out because he felt like he became almost the chief investigative officer, the chief police officer. That's not really the case with the chief medical officer today, or does it become the case sometimes, too, where you spend 95% of your time trying to make care better, 
but 5% having to worry about discipline and working with physicians that aren't doing what they're supposed to do. So as a chief medical officer, that is certainly part of it because, for instance, you know, we have over 1,500 physicians now that are employed, and uh, invariably when you have uh, that many people, you've got departments, you have uh, issues that need to be resolved within people and uh, or within departments between people. And so, yes, there is a, certainly uh, a, a part of my time uh, looking into you know, uh, relationship issues, why is this playing out this way? Let's try to step back. Let's try to get people on the same page of what we're trying to accomplish. Uh, we need to all make sure that we're going into these uh relationships and conversations with mutual respect for each other uh, because everyone uh, is is well trained wanting to do the best and, you know I always believe that people get up and come to work wanting to do their best nobody is uh, is just looking for a way to cause problems but sometimes we have to sit down with people and, and try to view it from a little different lens to see how can we all get on the same page, unite in what we're trying to do, and really create uh, the great things that we're all trying to create and not just uh, uh, have some issues develop that, that kind of sideline what our real mission is. Talk to us for a moment about Ashner. Ashner in the 30 plus years that I've been observing healthcare, has consistently gotten better and better. Uh, always had a great reputation, but has become really one of the elite academic medical centers and institutions in the country. Talk a little bit about a couple of things that you're most proud of related to Ochsner and so forth. So yeah, so so I think you, what you just said is something that I'm very pleased with, where we have gone into a region or partnered with a hospital or a hospital has joined us. We, we actually can say that we have improved the care in, in that area, in that hospital, in every hospital that we have, have uh, uh, partnered with. And that shows up in we could in the leapfrog scores that shows up in other quality measures that uh, uh, the traditional quality measures, and so uh, I think it goes back to as we have grown, what we want to make sure is we're not let's not just grow for growth's sake, let's grow with the idea that as we grow, we are taking better and better care into those communities. And again, I, I want to make sure and, and make it clear that that doesn't mean that the job that's being done there now is not good. I think it speaks a little bit to our values as a group practice. I, I We've been a group practice since our beginning. And I think where you have the strength of a group practice is in the physician oversight that we have over each other, that we can continue to drive each other to perform the best that we can. And so that, along with the system as it has gotten large, there's a support there that allows us to come in and take everything to the next level. 
And so that's been something that I've just seen over and over again in the 26 years I've been here. Uh, I think we're able to recruit uh, better because, like what you said, we've continued to grow our name, our quality, so we continue to get good recruits. Uh, we've, we're able to add more specialties and services to maybe smaller communities that might otherwise not be able to go out on their own and get that particular service. So those are things that, that you just don't see every day, and, and we've been able to replicate that in place after place as we've grown and, uh, and brought in services into local communities. So it's, it's really it's a, it's a gratifying to see as we continue to improve care across a state that notoriously uh, still isn't where we want it to be. And uh, we want to take more and more responsibility for that and in, in moving that forward and making it better. Thank you. And Dr. Hart, talk about the following issue. Uh-huh. Osher's made this great commitment to developing leaders. It, it, a lot of training, a lot of development, a lot of effort spent on it, disproportionate to a lot of other systems. Any thoughts on the importance of that and where that legacy comes from and where that development comes from? So we we started down that path probably around 2000. And oh, 2009 or 10, where we really began to put a lot of effort into physician leadership, a lot of resources into physician leadership, and not just physician leadership, but internally uh, leadership uh, offerings for all of our staff. So we really began to see the need that for us to do the things that we needed to do as a as a group practice we had to we had to educate our physicians in what was happening in healthcare how we could continue to advance uh not only the quality but creating more efficiencies creating more access and of course we think the way to do that is a dyad model, working alongside a, an administrative dyad with us. But to do that, you've got to educate the physicians and the business side of things as well, because then you get this, you, you're able to view a problem from both sides. You're able to view it from the business side, the administrator side, but you're also to look at, able to look at it through the lens of the physician. And so I think it'll, it, I think it, accomplishes better solutions that way. And so we internally developed our uh, Ochsner Learning Institute that has numerous offerings and numerous opportunities for physician leaders to advance. Uh, We have a lot of internal offerings. We have a lot of external offerings, too, that we take people at different levels of the organization to move them along their journey towards becoming better better physician leaders. And it's, uh, it's really paid off, I think, when you see what we've done in the past 10 years. Uh, these, these efforts have been uh, uh, certainly appreciated by the physicians, but I think they've shown up in ways that get to the really care of the patient improving and allowing us to be more successful. 
Dr. Hart, just a pleasure to visit with you today. It, it's wonderful for me to see what Oscar's done over the last 20 plus years. It, it's really been an amazing growth and transformation and becoming better and better. I know you're a big part of that. We thank you, Dr. Hart, for spending time with us today on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a great day.